Hello and welcome to the 28th episode of Inside the Brain Of, where I'll interview a movement specialist to get inside their brain and try to understand how they incorporate neurokinetic therapy into their approach to patient or client management. My name is Eric Nelson. I'm a board-certified sports chiropractor and NKT instructor. If you're listening and you're not an NKT provider, hopefully this podcast will give you some insight as to what NKT is and how you can utilize it to help your patients or clients. Make sure you check out and like the Inside Your Brain Facebook page. And also note that these podcasts are available for free on iTunes. Well, it's been a few weeks, or I should say about two months, since I've uh, had an opportunity to do a podcast, uh, trying to get everyone's schedule online and my schedule. I've been uh, ridiculously busy lately. I, uh, I recently hired uh, two associates, and uh, luckily I found a wonderful husband and wife, uh, David and Kelly Velez, uh, that um, had recently graduated chiropractic school and uh, now are starting out with me, and I've spent the last couple months training them. Kelly is uh, now seeing patients on her own and, and, and uh, getting great results utilizing NKT, and the patients are loving her, and I'm, I'm training David right now, and um, he's going to be start seeing patients in my second office and, and next month, and everything's really falling into place, and I, I, we couldn't be luckier to have them on our team. So it's been a stressful couple months for sure doing the training process, but everything's working out. So very excited again to be back, and, and I have a great guest tonight uh, on the podcast. But before I get into the guest, I always like to share some thoughts that are going on in uh, my mind, or in my head, I should say. Uh, a couple of things that are really uh, capturing my attention these days. I recently finished an incredible audio book uh, that uh, I have to uh Give a shout out and a thanks to uh, my man Simon Jones for uh, his uh, indirect rec- uh, recommendation. I saw on a post uh, he had, on someone's post, he mentioned something about the equation E plus R equals O, uh, which with a little bit of research I, I found out means event plus reaction equals outcome. And it's something that I think about all the time, uh, especially when I'm you know, not only just dealing with my patients, but even with my kids and something crazy happens, I just think about how my reaction is going to dictate how, uh, what's going to end up and what's going to happen. So I did a little research and I found out that came from a guy named Jack Canfield, who's uh, well known uh, for being a big part of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Uh, but he has a, an incredible book called The Success Principles, and he just came out with a 10th anniversary edition. And I highly recommend it. I listened to it for a couple of weeks. It was a, it was pretty long, and there's something like 70 or so principles. But wow, he was uh, spot on. Uh, I highly recommend it. He just so many good tips and ideas and thoughts. Uh, if you can't be successful after uh, following these things, then uh, you need some help. <laughs> but in all seriousness, seriousness, uh, it was it, it was incredible, and it's definitely something I'm going to revisit uh, uh, again and again because it's just some amazing stories and amazing concepts and things that um, I've thought about and he just articulates them very well. So I highly recommend that you check out the Success Principles by Jack Canfield. The second thing I've, that's been on my mind lately, and especially if you're on the Scholars page, you'll see that David's been talking a lot about the symposium coming up September 18th through 20th in San Diego. It's the first ever NKT symposium. And I have... Um, incredibly honored to have been selected to uh, to speak. In fact, I'll be doing two lectures. I'll be speaking, uh, doing a level one based talk on the shoulder, talking about fine tuning your shoulder assessment and giving you some hip uh, some hints and tips and, and things to look at with movement and how to evaluate the shoulder from a level one perspective. Uh, things I use every day when I adjust or when I um, assess a shoulder. So I'm excited to share that with you. And also with on Sunday, I'll be speaking uh, with my good friend, Len Urshow, and we'll be giving a level two perspective of an orthopedic assessment of the hip. So very, very excited to uh, have been uh, chosen to speak. I'm in some great company. Uh, David will be speaking, of course. The great Kathy Dooley will be speaking a couple times on the pelvic floor as well as on hip jam. Uh, Thomas Wells, uh, 
highly recommend that you listen to him any chance you can. I should say that the workshops will be level specific. Uh, to go to the symposium, you've had to take in level one. You don't have to be certified. You just have to take it. And then once we're in there, we'll have some uh, general talks and then we'll break up into smaller groups, le- which are level specific. Uh, one thing that I'm really looking forward to hearing is Carolyn Watson speak about uh, working with scars in the limbic system. I had interviewed her on my podcast uh, previously, so I highly recommend you go back and listen to her because she's just wonderful. She had some incredible posts, a great post today on, on, on this stuff as well, and, and she's just absolutely brilliant. And I'm looking forward to, to meeting her in person as well too. Uh, Ruben Serrano, another one of our instructions, will be talking about breathing. Uh, uh, wonderful Jamie Francis will be talking about uh, pediatric gait. Uh, Noah Drucker, one of our instructors as well, will be talking about the pelvic ligaments. That will surely be an incredible thing to hear. And uh, the great Perry Nicholson will be uh, doing a demonstration on our speaking about rock tape with NKT, as well as doing some corrective exercise strategies. And uh, Salio will be also teaching on uh, shoulder corrective exercises. And once again, Thomas Wells will be correcting uh, to speak about corrective exercises too. So we have some incredible, incredible instructors lined up. It's going to be a wonderful time in San Diego. It's beautiful out there. I've been there once before, and it's it's just breathtaking. So uh, the symposium is is surely going to be uh, one of the most incredible things of the year. So make sure that you come out there and join it. We we, we all want to get together. It's such a great opportunity to network and meet each other. Um, Little by little, as I travel around teaching the country, I've met so many incredible people uh, from this community. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody again and, and meeting some people that I've only met through Facebook. So it's a wonderful thing. And I should also say probably the high point, at least for me, about this symposium is we will be having a, a cookie baking competition <laughs> and um and yeah for some reason uh we love our cookies here in nkt and we have all kinds of sort uh, of sorts from uh, uh sugar-free and gluten-free to to full-on sugarful cookies and and i've tasted a bunch of people's so far and uh as a judge as a self-appointed judge i'm looking forward to participating in the competition so uh, again plenty of reasons to come out there uh just the the lineup is incredible to have us all, all these people in, in, in the same place is, is just going to be phenomenal. It's really going to be a, a, a wonderful thing. So please check out the website on, the, on, the, on David's website, neurokinetictherapy.com, under this upcoming seminars. Uh, there's definitely the first link there should be to the symposium. Um, it's starting to fill up, so make sure you get your room. Uh, he's got a good deal for the rooms there. Uh, and, um, you know, I look forward to, uh, to, to meeting you guys in person. So, uh, again, make sure you sign up for the symposium. Now, as we get into the uh, podcast tonight in the interview section, I'm very excited uh, to speak with an uh, incredible body worker. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple years ago when I went out to, uh, to uh, shadow David for my mentorship program as part of becoming an instructor. Um, he's My guest tonight's been in practice since 1994. Uh, he recently completed his Master's of Science in Rehabilitation Science. And he's been teaching NKT tutorials in the Bay Area for many years. Uh, He's also been practicing NKT for many years, and I'm excited to get his story because he's been around uh, for a long time. Him and David go back way back. So tonight, I am very excited to get inside the brain of Bob Gazo. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, Eric. How are you? I am doing wonderful. How was your day today? Yeah, good good day. A lot of uh, interesting cases. Well, what was an interesting case? Why don't you share that with us right off the bat? Hey, where should we start here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of the cases I had this morning, uh, uh, this is something that um, folks uh, get into in the level three, is uh, working with scars. And so I had an interesting case where um, I had somebody who was having uh, knee pain, uh, especially going up and down stairs. Uh, she's got, she had shoulder issues, uh, and she had also, uh, more le- recently, um, coming back from the airport, uh, because she had an injured shoulder, 
she was having uh, difficulties putting her belt on, get, getting into the uh, when she was on the uh, shuttle coming back from the airport, and so because she hadn't fully gotten her belt on, the um, driver had put her foot on the gas and then um, quickly on the brake, and she had um, hit her head in the uh, into the uh, the uh, the uh, front windshield there. Um, into the rearview mirror, and she had a scar on her forehead. So um, when we were working um, with her, one of the things she wasn't able to do was she wasn't able to stand on her toes. She didn't have any power through her toes. So what I asked was if she... Um, uh, I went back uh, to history to see what we, could, what we could try to figure out, and it turned out that her, she was having problems with her toes since she had the accident with the uh, with the uh, driver at the airport. So um, the interesting thing was, um, I suspected that because of that, maybe the scar was uh, had um, been. If we could work on the scar, possibly we would get more plantar flexion, or she would be able to step up on her toes. And so it was quite interesting to see that that actually was correct. We worked on the scar, and then uh, afterwards, uh, she was walking around. I said, why don't you stand up on, her, on your toes? And she was able to do that. Uh, quite, uh, I think I was surprised, and she was uh, certainly surprised also. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. That's the scar work is is, is mind blowing for sure. I, you know, I, I had a um, patient recently. He's a pitcher. Uh, used to pitch in the major leagues. In fact, he's trying to get back there right now himself. He plays for an independent team, and he was uh, he's had Tommy John surgery on his elbow, and he's had he came to me for shoulder issues. But one thing that jumped out at me was his lack of supination in his wrist. And in addition to the scar he had on his elbow from Tommy John surgery, he had a nice scar on his wrist from a, a bad fracture he had when he was like 13. Uh, and so he, he kind of related to me that he wasn't able to turn his wrist since he was like 13. And so you can imagine why he would probably end up having elbow issues. So I'm like, oh, let me take a look at the scar for a little bit. Like you said, just a couple minutes of work. And um, very quickly, he had almost full range of motion in his wrist after just real brief work on the scar. It was really mind blowing. And um, he's pretty fired up in his shoulder. As a result, his shoulder has uh, improved significantly. So, yes, the scar work really is powerful stuff. But we'll talk about the level three uh, stuff in a little while here. But it is it gets you really excited when you start thinking about it. Uh, so, you know, you've been in practice for a long time. How did you first find out about NKT? Well, actually, I found out about NKT uh, through my own injuries, and this is going back probably 12, 12 or so years ago, and I, um, I had had a chronic uh, neck issue, um, but um, I was out hiking, and I sprained my ankle, and I hadn't put it together, but um, right after I sprained my ankle, my neck pain got a lot worse. And I started to have um, headaches also, and they were kind of low-level headaches, but I had them all day, um, and it was really um, pretty difficult for me, whereas having to go to bed um, three and four hours early just because I was, I was worn out, um, I was just, it was really affecting my life quite a bit. And I made a decision. I was like, okay, I'm, I need to find something that's going to you know, help this out. I need to fix this. And I went to a physical therapist um, that had a really great reputation that I kept hearing about. And she did, um, she was able to, to uh, help out. Um, she, uh, she did some Feldenkrais technique with me. Um, she was the one actually that introduced me to um, Thomas Myers Anatomy Trains. Um, but um, at about the same time, I was uh, one of my fellow massage therapists that suggested I go to Ann Watkins. Uh, Ann Watkins was David's first ever student, or I guess the first person that they decided uh, actually understood NKT. And so she um, worked on me, and as she worked on my ankle, and it was the tibialis posterior, uh, what was interesting to me was that then my neck pain and my headaches were, you know, 
would feel better after she'd work on my ankle. And when she'd work on my suboccipitals, my my ankle would function better. So I'd never realized before working with Anne, uh, you know, I'd always like, you know, here's the pain, and I would start working on the area where the pain was. So um, after a couple sessions, I bought a 10-pack from her, and after seven sessions, my neck pain had gone away, or at least for um, a year and a half, and then I had to go back and get some more work, but it um, made this huge impact. You know, I was just really blown away by it. Um, then she did a couple more sessions on my ankle, and my ankle was feeling better. And by that point, I, I had said to her, um, "You know, this is this is really amazing work. You know, how do I how do I learn this?" And you know, this is back when I lived in Connecticut, and she had gone, you know, she had been out out in the Bay Area, out here, and um, so she suggested if I was going to learn NKT, that I should go, uh, you know, potentially consider moving out and taking all the courses and that's that's what I did so um, you know one of the things was that I was wanting to get into more uh, clinical style body work um, and uh, I think the other thing was that um, I just don't do well in the cold you know so that was definitely <laughs> uh, so between those two uh, I moved out here and uh, uh, out to the the Bay Area and uh, I took all the, uh, did all the uh, coursework and uh, started into NKT. That was about 11 years ago. Nice. And um, and before you were a body worker, uh, how'd you get to become a body worker? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I um, I was in graduate school for uh, exercise physiology, so I was working as a as a trainer at a big spa, maybe the second largest spa in New England. And uh, somebody, uh, one of the massage therapists, came up to me and she said, you know you already know the muscles, you know a lot about the body, um, you know, you work as a trainer. Have you ever considered doing that along with uh, massage therapy? And I, I said, I told her that I hadn't. And so she said, well, you know, I think it'd be a great combination. You should, you know, you should look into it. And this was a huge spa. And um, so there were 21 other massage therapists there. And so I asked every single one and I got 22 out of 22 that said, yeah, I think it's a good idea. You know, you, you're a trainer. I think you should, you know, add the bodywork component. And so I went up to uh, the school that, that at that point, there were only two in two massage schools in all of Connecticut. And uh, I took a look at the uh, courses and they said, oh, it starts in two weeks. And <laughs> before I knew it, I was like, I don't know if I can afford this. You know, I'm going to school. My car has got, you know a lot of miles on it. I don't know if it's going to make it. And uh, so uh, before I knew it, I was, I was doing uh, exercise science during the day and, and doing the night, uh, the uh, 625 hour massage therapy class at, at night. Uh, I'd, I'd commute up to, uh, it's about a half an hour drive or 45 minute drive up to massage school. And so I uh, did those kind of both at the same time. Nice. And um, so you made it out to uh, San Francisco, and uh, again, how long was it before you hooked up with uh, David and NKT? Oh, it was pretty wide away. I was, I was, uh, you know, I came out here planning on doing the courses, so that happened uh, pretty much right away. Right off the bat, and um, and you said that were, you know, that David taught, and other folks taught that were, you know, kind of clinical body work. That I, I took, um, uh, you know, I took a bunch of different courses, uh, you know, to support the. the, the neuro work. And um, how, what was the format that NKT was taught in back then? Yeah, back in the day, um, the, there was only two courses. That's the good news, right? But the, the first course was four weekends. That was the basic. And so that was 72 hours. And uh, we had four different teachers, and David was one of those. And then we had an advanced, and the advanced was two weekends. And um, I was, we only had the advanced class every uh, few years at that point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, uh, I ended up hooking up, uh, I'm also actually a ex-Marine. I was, I was in the reserves and in, uh, <laughs> in school and uh, I met another Marine that became a massage <laughs> that some of you 
might have heard of is uh, Thomas Wells. So, uh, so then I was the green guy, you know, and, and I, because I was a, you know, an ex jarhead like uh, Thomas was, we we ended up partner partnering up and, uh, you know, been kind of uh, friends ever since. Well, that's good. Yeah, he's a uh, he's. Well, He's definitely one of those uh, those brilliant guys out there. So that's pretty cool that you guys uh, actually uh, took classes together. Pretty pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. Sure. Cool. So yeah, I know because that's you know one thing is people say is oh the way NKT it's too much information. You know you need to spread it out. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of funny that it used to be spread out and now uh, he's kind of compacted it into um, uh, smaller. Uh, classes to get everything in in three levels, as opposed to uh, like six or eight different classes. Interesting. Cool. So um, you've been using NKT for for years, and uh, how long have you been teaching? You know, I know that you uh, on the scholars page. I'm constantly seeing your post about your uh, your tutorials. How long you've been doing that for? Actually, the the official tutorials that we do um, that's only been a couple of years. What happened was um, we had the old timers. And, uh, you know, when David started teaching and getting really busy, he turned it over to Thomas. Um, and then what would what was happening was then we'd get, you know, we had the our, our core group that had been around for years. And then David would teach a new group of people, but then they would they would come into the tutorials and they would be in with these, you know, some of us folks that had been around for years. So what we decided was to split the group into kind of more of a beginner and advanced and so I, I teach the beginner class up in uh, up in Marin, and then um, about a year ago I started uh, down in South San Francisco uh, teaching a group down there also. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and is there a lot? I I would imagine there's a lot of NKT pr- practitioners out there. Your group's pretty big. Yeah. This is yeah probably the uh, highest concentration. Um, it's uh you know my group down south is um, interestingly it's it's mostly Pilates um, and I got some trainers in there I got two PTs in there um, my group up north is almost all massage therapists uh, so it's they're they're different groups um, but um, yeah the Pilates folks are, are really into it also they're 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 pretty motivated. Yeah, it seems like we've got a big influx of Pilates instructors recently. I had a couple in my. Uh my Arizona class. In fact, I had a, a woman who was, um, uh, it, she runs a, a, a Pilates educational program out down in Arizona, um, which is, which is pretty interesting. So yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to see, uh, how NKT is morphing and how different professionals are using it. Uh, now when you teach your tutorials, like how do you, what's the format of it? Yeah. You know, I try to teach to, to the folks that show up, you know, my, my group that's, um, you know, it depends because uh, sometimes I get newer folks that show up to the class. So you got to kind of um, try to do your best to, to teach to the, the greatest number of people. So um, what I've been doing is I've been um, the folks that are really kind of cranking into it. Like I've got this one uh, woman out here, Desi, you probably see her on the page all the time. Mm-hmm. She takes like she sets up two private tutorials or one or two private tutorials with me a week. She goes to Celio's uh, tutorials plus Thomas's tutorials plus my wow. two tutorials. Um, so she's really <laughs> learning this at a really quick rate. She's uh, she's super super dedicated, and so folks that are um, picking up the material, I, I put them in charge of the groups. Uh, meaning, I'll do, I'll 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 go ahead and do a demo, and then I'll break in, people into groups of three or four, and I'll put. With each one of the groups, I'll put one of the, you know, if you want to call it more advanced students, uh, pretty similar to what we're, we're doing with the classes. You know, David will mm. demo and then he'll break it out and then we'll have, you know, uh, assistance. Uh, so that same kind of uh, that's the same kind of way I've found to uh, do it, because uh, I think you'd you'd agree that um, sometimes teaching something is the is the best way to learn it. <clears throat> Uh, that's the truth. That is, it's amazing how much I learn every time I teach. Kind of blows my mind, actually. Excellent, cool. So um, you've worked with David on um, a, a bunch of things as well. Um, you, you mentioned something in your bio about working with him on a carpal tunnel syndrome class. Yeah, you know, years ago, I don't know what it, probably eight or nine years ago, uh, uh, one of the classes David used to teach was on carpal tunnel syndrome. 
so I was in the class and, um, you know, one of the things he made clear was that um, what he was seeing was that uh, carpal tunnel syndrome is uh, co uh, commonly misdiagnosed. So, um, you know, so I'd remember that from the class. My mom, um, maybe going back six years ago, had uh, called me and said that she was diagnosed by her neurologist with carpal tunnel syndrome and that she was scheduled for surgery. So she was scheduled for um, a bilateral carpal tunnel uh, ligament incision where they just cut the, the ligament. And um, so she was in a lot of pain and the surgery wasn't for another few weeks. And so I suggested that she go and see Ann Watkins, so, you know, again, the David's uh, you know, first ever student that's, uh, you know, in Connecticut, not too far where, from where my folks live. And so, um, and also she had all, all the nerve conduction tests. So, you know, she had done all these uh, tests to, to be diagnosed by her neurologist. When she went into Ann uh, after the first time, she said the pain went away for three weeks, so she went in a second time. And she said after the second visit to Ann, um, the pain went away. So that was six years ago. So she canceled the surgery or surgeries, and I was speaking to her about it, and I said, you know, where, you know, where is she working? She's like, well, she did a lot of work up, up around the shoulder, and so it, you know, it sounded like she had... Uh, more of a thoracic outlet syndrome than a carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah, it, it's amazing how many people are diagnosed or at least told that they have carpal tunnel syndrome. I see that in my practice all the time. It, it's always great when they come in and they're, they're pointing to the back of their hand as where their symptoms are. And yet their uh, doctor told them that they were in, um, you know, that had carpal tunnel syndrome. So always blows my mind when I hear that diagnosis. Um, let's see. I just lost that page right there for some reason. Let's see. Are you still there, Bob? Yeah, I'm still here. Yep. Yeah. For some reason I, there we go. Oh, excellent. Okay, great. So, um, one thing you mentioned earlier, uh, when you were, when, when you were working with, and, um, you had brought up Thomas Myers, uh, anatomy trains concept. And that's something, um, you know, that we, we reference a lot in NKT, um, but I think NKT adds such an, uh, a valuable tool to that whole concept. Can you, can you explain a little bit how you think NKT fix, fits in with, with anatomy trains concepts? Yeah, sure. The, the anatomy trains are great or, um, for all those folks that have taken the level two, the, um, the, um, something that's really similar is called the, uh, gleaming muscular slings. So for those folks that haven't taken level two, that's your first three hours. Um, those are really valuable to know um, these muscular systems that function together. So, you know, the one that we see quite commonly is, um, well, it's not exactly the superficial back line, but, um, you know, when somebody comes in and they have plantar fasciitis or they have Achilles tendonitis, um, or, or maybe they just have excessive tension in the calf. Um, you know, the, there may be the maybe the glutes not functioning there. So um, it's it becomes really uh, helpful to know the fascial lines um, and to know the muscular slings because that's how these um, muscles function in movement. So. Um, you know, or even a, a lateral line issue, you know, you got somebody that has really tight peroneals and then you, you need to start, you know, you want to look at, well, why are these peroneals so tight? And maybe there's some compensation to something else in the lateral line, you know, something else that does lateral flexion. Um, so maybe there's uh, an issue with the gluteus medius not functioning properly and you've got a, um, the peroneals that are that are uh, over firing because they're they're picking up the slack that uh, uh, for the uh, gluteus medius. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty amazing how, like I said earlier, is the 
anatomy trains concepts and the fascial slings just it makes a lot of sense but with nkt we now have a system to actually test and assess these things you know oh uh you know glute medius isn't working well we're, you know how what can we do about that well we could test the peroneals and we could see if there's a relationship between the two and and that that blows that concept blows me away every time and as i even teach that to our level one classes that really um they really i think that really helps them connect and understand what we're trying to do with nkt now, um, one thing that I said in your intro is that you recently got your master's. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and um, what that was all about and how you, you know, what kind of information you got there that you utilize with your patients every day? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, this is the master's that I just did was, um, was pretty cool because it was, uh, it was a master's degree. It was, it was actually all online, which, you know, I don't necessarily prefer doing everything online, but it's, it's a lot more convenient. But it was it was done um, through uh, through also uh, it was done with NASM so National Academy of Sports Medicine uh, I don't know if it currently is but it used to be the largest um, personal training certification you know in the world and uh, I think it was originally set up to for their master trainers that were that were training trainers that were teaching classes um, but it's gotten really big. Um, and so it's really interesting that um, Michael Clark, that was working uh, with the NSM, their their head uh, physical therapist, he's a DPT, and some of the, um, you know, if you're familiar with uh, the corrective exercise specialist, the uh, NASM CES mm -hmm. corrective exercise specialist, those charts, I put one on the uh, page today because I, I knew you were going to be asking me about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting to read these charts. Uh, so just to give you a quick example, um, you know, somebody's doing a squat and the knee dives in. Well, maybe the there's an issue with the external rotators not firing properly. So I had uh, at the uh, gym last week, one of the owners of the gym came over to me and he, he's uh, asking me about, some problem with it. I think he, uh, you know, is watching his knee dive in. He's like, yeah, this just doesn't feel right to me. And so it was, uh, you know, tensor fascia lata as an external rotator um, that was compensating for the, the deep six lateral rotators. So I just did a release on the um, TFL, and right away we got the, the uh, deep six lateral rotators functioning, and then his knees started tracking over his his uh, toes properly and then he didn't have this issue anymore so um so it's really interesting because nesm talks about underactive and overactive you know we uh so um there's different names for that whether you're talking about mike clark or uh, vladimir yanda they have different names inhibited facilitated mm -hmm. so um but they're this is what they're looking at you know uh with the overactive uh muscles go ahead and foam roll just like we will with our with our NKT trainers or folks that don't do tissue work, and then do an activation exercise for the muscle that's uh, underactive. So it's hmm. very very similar uh, to what you know David showing us with NKT. Um, there's so much crossover. Uh, I was just kind of blown away with how much crossover the uh, you know the corrective exercise specialist, which was kind of um, we did kind of a longer version of that in in hmm. grad school. Um, that was what was taught with us to uh, to us, and so um, it was just really interesting to um, see how much crossover there was between uh, how NASM does their corrective exercise and what we do with. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff for sure. Now, I know, um, you know, when I interviewed Thomas Wells, we learned that he loves to take every seminar under the sun. And I know uh, that you're very similar to that as well, too. So what are some other uh, classes that you have taken that um, you find very valuable to your practice? Yeah, well, certainly, like I said, the, uh, the NSM uh, CES goes, goes really well with uh, NKT. Um, so I do use that. Um, SFMA. Uh, is is great um, you know so uh, once you do the assessment then you can go in with the NKT and kind of really snipe into what you need to do um, that's been really helpful um, uh, I was working with Thomas Wells uh, last weekend we were doing some some work together and he was doing some uh, palpation with me uh, so I think he's going to be offering a 
it's not going to be an NKT four, but it's going to be like a special specialization class, I guess, Eric. Mm, right. Right. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, he's doing like a motion palpation, uh, which is which is really cool to watch him do that, um, and you know, work on what work on the you know feel for what uh, tightens up first and fastest. Uh, I think that uh, you know his his class is uh, his class is going to be really valuable. Um, certainly, gonna, I've already uh, got myself a room at the symposium, so I'll be there. <laughs> nice. I look forward to seeing you there and all the other. Folks. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Um, I'm doing a, a foot workshop uh, Saturday. You know, I was always interested in more information on on the foot, right? Uh, hmm. I did, the, did the what the foot workshop that was that was oh, nice still need to read the book <laughs> so i was finishing up grad school at the same time <laughs> oh, that's a little funny. bit of overload at that that moment that was the end of grad school and when uh gary ward came in um and another class i'm looking forward to is uh julie uh, jules mitchell hmm. is um uh doing a class out here on the science of stretching she um she has something on uh what's her name ariana yeah uh, rabinowitz yeah yeah she rabinowitz. did a interview yeah. with jules jules okay. uh did a um she did a 150 page uh thesis for her um graduate thesis for exercise physiology and she was uh for years she had been a yoga instructor so now she's mm-hmm. uh you know using um you know science and and kind of evaluating yoga and other stretching techniques and so i'm really that's not coming around to october but i'm really looking forward to um her information on uh you know physiology of stretching uh you know a lot of what we're trying to do with nkt is to try to normalize the uh muscle you know tension or tone or whatever you want to call it and so, uh, so that that's really interesting to to me. Nice, yeah. So it sounds like your plate is is once again full, or I guess you could say still full because you're constantly taking and learning new stuff. Um, excellent, good stuff there. Now, um, you've uh, you used to work with uh, the University of San Francisco with some of the athletes there. Yeah, for a couple of years, uh, I worked with uh, USF University of San Francisco, and um, I'd go in. Uh, you know, once or twice a week and work with the injured athletes. So that was a lot of fun. Um, interestingly, there was also a, a, you know, it was a volunteer position. Also, there was a, a PT that volunteered. We ended up, uh, we're now working actually at the same gym here in the city. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, one of the interest, uh, f- uh, funny, uh, or funny, I guess, to us, uh, us NKTers, uh, case, I had this, uh, um, this uh, athletic trainer come in and he has a, I think, I forget what sport, maybe, um, uh, let's see, I think he might have been a soccer player come in and, uh, you know, he points to the, the belly of uh, one of the semis, I don't know, semi-memorosis, semi-tendinosis, and he's like, I want you to do ART right here. <laughs> so he points to the belly of the, so, you know, so, okay, I got it. So he leaves the room. And I got a half an hour with this athlete, and uh, of course I did the, you know, I did the work on that area, and that can be helpful if there's some adhesion in the that area, and uh, there's a, um, we may want to break up some of those adhesions working directly on the, on the muscles, but then you know then NKT comes in, so if somebody tears their uh, inside hamstring, then the nervous system is going to dial that down. Right. It's uh, it's almost like mm-hmm. if you're a coach, you know, if your player gets injured, you're going to you're going to take them out of the game and you're going to put somebody else in. And so the body does the same. You know, you you've uh, injured the hamstring. And so then uh, other muscles are going to be, you know, put into the game to uh, help that other muscle out until it, it can heal. Um, so maybe the the outside hamstring the biceps femoris uh, takes up some of the slack maybe the quads on the other side of the joint um work harder to create stability through the joints maybe maybe other synergists um are going to start to work uh you know extra so um so this is where you know as in as somebody that does nkt i can go in and i can look at 
you know, the anatomy trains, I can look at the antagonist, I can look at the synergists, um, and um, we can get a much better result than um, what I used to do, or where I used to just go in and just work on the area where the, <laughs> where the person was experiencing pain. Excellent. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's huge. That's such a huge, uh, takeaway and, and, and change my life. How I, how I view things as well too. It's, it's it definitely opened the door to a lot of other possibilities. And that, and that also kind of leads me, your, your approach leads me into some thoughts about, uh, the different levels of NKT. You know, we have three different levels, uh, and we recommend that people take all three of them. And some people get stuck just doing level one and or don't get past level two. So let, let's talk a little bit about each level and how um, you utilized the material uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, that sounds good, Eric. Um, you know, I was thinking about it, I don't know, uh, recently. And uh, certainly a class that I really liked uh, was ART, Active Release Techniques and um, – you know, you can pay twenty one hundred bucks. I don't know. I don't know if it's going up since I took it, but uh, for for a three day class with a fifteen minute test, and it's great material. It's a you know, if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it in a second. Um, but you know, if you think about it, um, for about the same price as a one ART class, you can take all three levels of the uh, of NKT. So. Um, you know, it's a, it's it's really pretty cost effective if you start thinking about it. Um, level two, um, there's a lot of great information in level two. I think my favorite thing in level two is the, um, again, the muscular um, slings. I love using those slings, uh, like you were talking, we were talking about earlier. Uh, so to give an example of one of the muscular slings. Um, you know, Andre Fleming, the uh, Dutch anatomist, he talks about the um, the glute, and then that you know, if you look at the muscle fiber direction, that goes right into the thoracolumbar fascia, you know, and then that diagonally goes into the opposite latissimus dorsi, which attaches up into the opposite shoulder. So I recently had a um, somebody come in with SI joint pain it was one of the NKTers from down south uh, had sent him up uh, to me and um, I noticed that he had limited range of motion in his right shoulder and he's complaining about left SI joint pain and so um, certainly as David speaks about in the class a lot of times you know you've got a you know weak uh, glutes are commonly weak and uh, not so infrequently, the lats are also weak, right? The number one and number two largest muscles in the body. So um, working on thoracolumbar fascia can be really super helpful. Um, with this particular case, though, I ended up going up underneath and working the lat up closer to the shoulder. And he uh, he was having a he he wasn't he wasn't uh, getting full abduction, uh, and so. As I worked on his shoulder uh, in the lats up by the shoulder, uh, I was increasing his range at, at his shoulder. Uh, but then also, he was uh, reporting back that he was getting less uh, pain in the SI joint. And so um, the cool thing was, I think we got more range in his shoulder than he's had in a couple of years. Um, and then on top of that, we were able to uh, greatly reduce the joint joint pain or the SI joint pain so I really like those uh, working with those muscular slings yeah. amazing stuff definitely definitely stuff I you know and that also for the people that are considering taking level two the muscle muscular slings bring so much together uh, you know when you watch an advanced practitioner work we, we tend to find compensations pretty quickly and for me at least I could say it's probably because I, I've integrated those slings into every thought process I have and it makes it so much easier to, uh, to, to figure things out. So I think that that usually most people say they get a big aha moment when taking level two and that's usually after they learn the, um, the sling work. Now how about level three? You know I know um, David's been fine-tuning it in this last time 
um, him and Thomas taught it, uh, they claim has been one of the one of their best classes yet. Uh, you have uh, I, can, I can tell you it, it definitely was. Uh, and just a real quick comment on level two. You know the the, the muscular slings that we're talking about, uh, such as the posterior oblique subsystem. When I was in my biomechanics class in graduate school, um, every question that we had, um, the uh, professor was asking for what is the muscular sling that is going to be affected most in this, you know, in this individual. So he'd give us, he'd show us uh, an actual case, show us the assessments, and then he'd he'd always ask, you know, what muscular sling is involved so we could do the proper uh, corrective, uh, use the mm. proper corrective approach. So it was really cool to see that uh, in the, in my graduate biomechanics and, and David's using the same thing. Um, level three, I think... Um, Again, level three, we get it more uh, deeply into scars. Um, the other cool thing about level three is we, we give more tools to um, to get the primary pattern. So, which, you know, I think for those folks that are level one, what they might notice is sometimes they clear up a pattern and, and it, you really see a big jump after cleaning up one pattern. And other times you clean up a pattern and it doesn't seem to make that much of a difference. Um, so with the level three material, um, we, we try to get you on to find the pattern that's going to, uh, or do the release that's going to clear up several patterns at once. So, um, you know, it's like bowling. If you're going to go bowling, you, instead of getting one or two or three pins down, you're getting, you know, five or ten, you know, maybe you're getting... Uh, getting all the pins down uh, with, uh, you know, with uh, the muscle, you're, you're, you know, the pattern that you're working with. Yeah, it's it's pretty powerful stuff, and uh, level three again is 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 very much a game changer, and it's it's taken me a, a while to implement uh, the concepts I've learned there, but wow, it's really improved my results dramatically as well, and made me way more efficient. So it, it it's pretty amazing stuff for sure, level three. So yes, I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm going up on Sunday to New York, and David's teaching a level three class, so I'm going to assist that. So I'm looking forward uh, to 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 be in there as well too. Now, uh, um, you mentioned earlier you're working in a gym. Is that your? Is that where your main office is these days? Yes, I, I work out of the um, the largest uh, personal training facility in San Francisco, and we have uh, three physical therapists. And we have two body workers, um, and uh, there's probably five or six of us that do NKT. Um, a couple uh, people just level one, and then uh, a few have uh, gone on to levels two and three. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize you worked in a facility like that. Sounds like a, a optimum place to work at. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, well, let's talk a little bit, maybe some more. You know, we started off with a case. Um, how about some other case? In fact, you know. Um, Sometimes we hear about global compensations. Why don't you talk about a case uh, like that? Yeah, I think um, you know, you know what David will say is start lo local, then go global. And um, you know, especially with the the newer folks, that's a, I think that's a great way to go with it. Um, and then as you get more experienced, um, you can start, um, you can start recognizing when you're going to go. Uh, you know, you might even start with a global approach. And uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, I had somebody come in with back pain, um, and I ran an SFMA on them. I and uh, they they could hardly they had they couldn't forward bend, they couldn't backward bend, they couldn't uh, they couldn't rotate. You know, um, I put her on the table and I was going to do an abdominal test with her. And, and she said, if you let go of my legs, you can't let go of my legs. I can't. <laughs> but she was, she was having problems walking. I brought her up the, the elevator. She was having a lot of trouble. Um, and, uh, you know, her, she even told me, uh, that her chiropractor wouldn't adjust her. She was too tight down in her back. And, uh, so, um, when I did her history, she had mentioned to me that a month before, um, she had a shoulder injury, which was painful for several days. 
So I, I, I um, started taking a look at her right shoulder and uh, I found that, you know, the, the bicep and the, um, the lateral deltoid were both really overworking. And as I started working on those, those areas and working some patterns in the shoulder, her back started opening up like hmm. considerably. So, you know, that's one of the questions I always ask, like, what was your last injury? <laughs> you know, history can give you a lot of information uh, of where you need to go. The other thing she told me in the history was that she had a, um, she had uh, uh, many ankle sprains in her left ankle. So when I palpated the lower uh, left leg, I found her lateral gastroc was just really, really um, extremely tight. So I theorized, because that gastroc is kind of like the reins on the horse, I theorized that that would help her transverse plane, her rotational patterns, if I started working on the gastroc. And sure enough, it did. And so, um, you know, by taking a good history um, and realizing that, you know, the the, area, the point of the, the area of the pain isn't necessarily the area of the problem. I think we probably got her to about around 70%, 75% better that first session. And, um, you know, I would say that it, the, the thing that helped the least was working on the back. I could see where hmm. the chiropractor was like, you know, I don't think we're going to get too far. And I'm, I'm glad that he made the decision not to do the because I found the same. It wasn't really that helpful to work the lower back area. Nice. And, and, and speaking of global compensations, um, one thing I see a lot is uh, diaphragm issues. How often do you see diaphragm issues in your practice? Yeah, diaphragm pretty frequently, Eric. Um, you know, after a while, I think you get to, you can just notice when people hold their breath. You know, you yeah. notice like, oh, I didn't hear them actually breathe. And you, you can pick up <laughs> on it even if you're not looking. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, one of those central muscles that can, that can affect everything. You're right. Yeah. I, I recently had a case. Um, it was pretty interesting. She had severe back pain and, um, <laughs> she went to a chiropractor. She went to a physical therapist. She went to a primary doctor. No one was helping. Uh, her whole body was just going kind of nuts. Nothing was really making sense and ended up, you know, her diaphragm was, was a big thing. And, um, it, it turned out she had a couple days before she had her severe pain episode, she had her arms uh, waxed. <laughs> ah, interesting. And she, I guess she kind of, you know, held her breath or whatever, you know, was uh, really strained herself. And uh, sure enough, we got the diaphragm back online and um, <laughs> her pain kind of like melted away. It was, it was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, that's really cool. But um, I looked initially, I was looking all over her back. I even tried to adjust her like nothing really made sense. And um, sure enough, we found that one thing that was affecting everything. That was that was pretty amazing. Now, you know, one thing about you that I admire and uh, I've seen, you know, in, we're in a lot of different groups on Facebook together and there's always controversy. And a lot of times you're, you're right in the middle of it, uh, you know, diving in, asking people questions and stuff. And, you know, one one big thing is uh, mobility, stability, flexibility. Uh, how, where do you see NKT in that spectrum? Yeah, that's, um, you know, the the thing that's interesting is, you know, I, I've got a lot of respect for the rolfers. I don't know if you've had any experience <laughs> with rolfers or if you've ever been rolfed before. But I have. The, rolf, the rolfers are great with the mobility issues. And uh, it's pretty cool to see a couple friends of mine, one a rolfer, one an NKT practitioner. And, you know, the NKT folks can kind of keep an eye on stability, whereas the, the, the rolfers, uh, not that we can't do it, but, you know, the rolfers are great with the, the mobility. Uh, so uh, it was a great, you know, the, I remember speaking to the uh, rolfer, who's a really amazing practitioner, and him saying, oh, I'm getting, you know, we're getting results twice as fast by, you know, sharing these clients. They, they worked out at the same place. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the same thing with uh, flexibility. I'm surprised more people don't speak about, um, you know, NKT with uh, working with flexibility. Because if we have, uh, like we talked about before, if we have somebody that their, their glutes aren't functioning properly, uh, we know from NKT if you don't get that 
that push uh, through, right? Going up a hill, usually, you know, a big hill, you need a big muscle. And that glute max should be propelling you up the hill. And if it's not, then probably something down the line, like your plantar flexors, are going to be really be overworking. So, you, you know, if you don't have the glute functioning, then your calf is going to be really tight. So you can go ahead and stretch that calf, but unless you go back to the, you know, the root of the problem, which is that we have a, you know, instability in the back of the hip, right? If the glute isn't firing, then, um, you know, we don't have as much stability in the back of the joint. Um, so um, where you have instability, you're going to have somewhere else that's compensating for that, or you're going to have immobility uh, somewhere else, usually in the hip, hip flexors or down in the gastroc. So, um, you know, I think NKT can help us uh, identify those patterns. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think we've all seen that you can get amazing increases in range of motion by getting things like the glutes back online. Uh, yeah, this is this is true without a doubt. And um, you know, one thing you just uh, sparked me—you mentioned the, uh, the Rolfers. Uh, you know, with this, uh, with all these uh, people, you know, sh uh, spouting evidence-based and um, and uh, the current pain science and what are we really doing? You know, are we breaking up adhesions? Are we stimulating receptors? What what are we really doing? You know, I find myself actually going lighter and lighter and getting better results. Uh, how, what, what kind of, do you see that type of thing as well? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on there, right? Where probably the skin, you know, whatever we're doing on the skin is having some kind of impact. Um, you know, um, I kind of wonder what's actually going on there. Um, I still sometimes will feel like, uh, uh, you know, something will, something will kind of pull off of something else. So I still feel like um, going back to the dissections, I did a dissection with uh, Gil Headley. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some of those adhesions, we're not going to break up with our, our fingers. There's no way. Um, but, but other uh, adhesions, we might be able to, you know, through pressure and movement, um, something like ART, we might be able to um, uh, change some of those adhesions. Uh, you know, so... Um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting thing to take a look at. You, are you? You're thinking uh, that uh, less and less we're breaking up adhesions. Is that? Kind of <laughs> yeah, that? I seem to. I seem to be leaning that way. I, it, I, I, you know, as much as I like to think with what they're teaching us with, you know, different soft tissue techniques, because there's multiple ones out there. Uh, I don't know that the evidence is necessarily showing that we're actually breaking anything up. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, that's definitely an area I struggle with, but I, like I said, the past couple of years I've gone lighter and lighter and I seem to be doing just as good work, if not better. So that is something that's pretty interesting for me. Um, have you taken any DNS classes? Yeah, I took with, um, Thomas Wells and a couple other NKTers out here. We went, uh, we went to, I took the one and two. I think Thomas also did mm. level three. Those were the sport classes. Yep. Um, I'm not a trainer, so I don't use that information as much, but the lecture I thought was really amazing. Uh, mm. uh, I, w I thought it was well worth it. And um, um, I, ha I will use it from time to time. And, and um, <clears throat> But um, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, great information. Uh, you know, that started back with uh, Vladimir Yanda. I think that... Uh, you know, uh, Yonda was kind of the, the first, you know, father of function or however you want to call it. Probably a lot of what uh, David does and a lot of what uh, some of these other guys are is uh, based off of, you know, Yonda was doing this 30 years ago, right? Yep, yep. Yonda and his group with Voida. Right. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. How did you get turned on to Yonda's work? Oh, geez. When did I start reading about that? You know, I'm always kind of... I'm always kind of surfing out <laughs> online, looking looking for different things. So I just, you know, I'm always coming across Yonda. You know, I've got the, the Yonda approach. Um, definitely, uh, when you, you know, because I did the a lot of the the uh, NASM materials. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike Mike Clark was it's really heavily mm -hmm. influenced by Yonda. Uh, obviously, DNS was you know originally uh, started through the Prague School with Yonda and. Uh, 
Lewitt. So, uh, yeah, those guys are amazing, you know, that they were coming up with this stuff so many years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. Have you ever taken any classes from Craig Liebenson? Yeah, I have. I took a couple classes with Craig and also uh, the first DNA DNS class that uh, Thomas and I and a few other guys took. Uh, that was uh, Craig was sponsoring that. Um, I thought those were really good classes. Uh, I think that was uh, rehabilitation of the athlete. And um, hmm. uh, yeah, he's you know he's done a lot for the field. Uh, you know, bringing Yonda over here, and then uh, I think he was probably the one that organized. Uh, Ray Cook and uh, what was it? Uh, Stuart McGill. Stuart McGill at uh, you know. So I think they're really. Uh, he's done quite a bit for the field. Uh, so you know, he's he's a uh, you know great guy to take some classes with. Definitely excellent. Well, um, you have you know you have a lot going on <laughs> uh, with the techniques you utilize, and you're constantly learning more, and you're adding stuff, and. I guess not using other things, and I'm sure you've had some 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 days where you've been um, pretty successful. Um, is there anything that stands out as your single most successful day as a body worker? Yeah, you know, um, I think my most successful case or uh, funnest case, maybe uh, I got a call off of the uh, ART site one night, and. Um, uh, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know who this was at the time. It was a guy by the name of Jason Worth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I asked him his name. And he's like, can you can you tell me what your name is again, so I can you know <laughs> watching the game. Like you know, I know. Yeah, yeah. My name's Jason Worth. Okay. So he uh, anyway he gives me a call and um, he's like, listen, I uh, I'm on the disabled list. Uh, I injured my ankle and um, you know I'd really like to get back into the game um do you you know do you think you can i get it is there any possibility i can get 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 a session with you today so um so i had him come out he came out to my office you know he's probably about six five and he had he walked in he had this uh boot on all the way up to his knee (laughs) jesus it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting right (laughs) so uh so i bring him up the up the stairs and uh start working on him and um did a lot of different work, uh, you know, locally on the foot and ankle. And he was having pain in inversion. He was having pain in dorsiflexion, and also his um, he was, he just had no strength at all lifting his toes. And so, three quarters into the session, we had gotten rid of the pain in in eversion, and now he was strong. Same thing with dorsiflexion, but he he still wasn't able to lift his toes. And I. I, you know, I threw the kitchen sink at him basically. Hmm. I'm like, okay. So, you know, back to my first realization when I was working with Ann, Ann Watkins, you know, the side of the pain isn't always the source of the pain. I went up and started working on the, you know, I'm like, well, maybe we need to look at the abs and look at breathing. So I went up and I started, you know, testing transverse ab and some of the other abdominal muscles and got, you know, got those functioning better. And then I did some DNS uh, breathing with him, and we got him up, and and I test his toes, and his toes are functioning after we worked on his, you know, after his breathing and working on his core. So that was cool, and uh, he's like, he's like, walking through my office, then he starts running, and he's like. <laughs> I think I'm gonna play. I think I'm gonna play. You know? So he, he offered me uh, tickets to the game, but I was booked up that night. I was un- yeah. unfortunately wasn't able to make it. And I, I hear him going down the stairs. I'm like, I hear him uh, when he's walking down the stairs because he's carrying it. Now he's carrying his. Uh, he's like, do you think I can go without my, uh, you know, my uh, his boot? And I'm like, you know, if it's not causing you any pain, I want you to go. I'd rather you not wear it. You know. And so. Uh, so he walk, he's walking out with his boot in his hands, and he's like, I can't believe it, you know? <laughs> so I still don't, at this point, I still don't even know, is he going to be playing in the game? So uh, so I got a dinner break in between. I go to the restaurant across the street, and, and sure enough, he uh, he got into the game. Uh, he got a double, and uh, nice. he scored, he, I think he scored the only run that game. Oh, wow. Next game, um which was the next day I was, I was at work again and, uh, I, wa- I was able to watch most of the game. He, he, uh, 
you know, uh, I have a newspaper clip, you know, if you want to call it that these days, you know, worth leads, yeah, <laughs> too, too loud around here, but worth leads, uh, nationals over giants, you know, uh, seven, four or whatever the, the score, <laughs> you know? Uh, so he's called me back a few times. I worked on him last year. Uh, nice. so, uh, we'll see when he comes out this year. They yeah, come out once. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Your giant fan friends out there are probably not too happy with you. Yeah, big <laughs> giant fan uh, fans that weren't too happy. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, it's uh, you know it's been a blast speaking with you here. Uh, you have anything else you'd like to um, uh, to say to share with anybody? No, I think that's uh, that's good, Eric. Um, I think that we've uh, we've filled them up. It's uh, <laughs> tonight between the between the both of us yeah we had some good stuff for sure man well um you know it's always a pleasure speaking with you it's been a while i'm looking forward to seeing you in san diego for the symposium uh that'll be a good time uh you got some tutorials coming up i do uh you know thomas wells is coming up the uh bay area anybody that's in bay area that happens to be listening to this, uh, thomas wells next tuesday then i'm the Tuesday after down in uh, always the third Tuesday after down in uh, Redwood City and then the fourth Tuesday back up in Cordovadera I'll be doing uh, a tutorial uh, the fourth Tuesday of the month back up in Cordovadera same location as uh, Thomas Wells awesome well hey uh, Bob thanks for joining me here on episode 28 uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you uh, just a couple things as we wind down here I'll be teaching a level one in in, in southern New Jersey uh, uh, June 13th and 14th, which is uh, next weekend. Uh, I'll be in Michigan in August with a level one. Uh, level two in New Jersey in August as well. I, I'm very excited to go to Amsterdam in October to teach. So if you're out uh, over there, make sure you sign up. There's a special link to sign up for that. Uh, I'll be teaching in the Philadelphia area in November, and it looks like I'm headed back to Arizona in December for a level one. <clears throat> I hope to set up another level one in Atlanta, uh, possibly in January. Uh, so if you have any questions or want us to come out uh, to do some classes in your area, feel free to contact any of us, any of the instructors or David himself through the NKT Facebook page. That's a great way to get in touch with us. Uh, again, don't forget in September, we have the first ever NKT symposium. If you're an NKT practitioner, you definitely want to be there. The cookie competition alone should, should sell it out. <laughs> As always, your feedback is always appreciated here. Uh, feel free to contact me through uh, the Inside the Brain Facebook page or send me a friend request uh, or send me an email at CairoRehab at Hotmail.com. Again, uh, it was a pleasure speaking with everyone today. A really good time speaking with our guest, Bob Gazo. And I will look forward to being back soon. Thank you.